Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Thanks for checking in again, everybody. So this week we have another great topic, but before we get going on that, I want to mention again the Pornea webinar series that we are hosting from October 3rd to December 5th. This coming up weekend, we have some great guests. Melody Bergman and Marilyn Evans, better known as the media savvy moms, are going to be talking about parenting and how as parents we can protect our kids from porn and have those discussions, those difficult discussions with our children about porn and things that deal with sex and other things like that. So you want to check this out. Go to restoredministries.ca, sign up. You want to take part in this, I guarantee it, and pass the word along too because we've got other great topics upcoming and we really want to see people impacted. Part of that is having people come. So today we're talking about the victim mentality, the victim mentality. And to break this down, really what this means is we have a certain mindset sometimes that places us in a seat where we are unable to move forward we are unable to really have any kind of freedom because we think we're a victim. We think that while life's been hard on us, maybe currently right now things aren't going well. Because of that, porn is just something in my life that's always going to be there because I'm a victim, right? And if you have that mentality, you're really not going to experience any freedom because you're stuck. You're stuck at being a victim. So Matt, what does this look like to be a victim when we're dealing with something like porn? Well, I heard the financial guru, Dave Ramsey, talk about the victim mindset one time. and I thought he put it so well. He said the problem with the victim mindset, with people who live with that, is he says, man, 
we go to them, we go, you can do something great. Like in his context, you can get financially free. You can get debt free. And he goes, and then people that have a victim mindset go, no, I can't. I'm going to tell you I, I can never prosper in life. And all I'm doing is I'm telling you like, you can go for it. Like you can do amazing things with your life. And it's all the reasons why you can't. And so he's saying like, man, people with victim mentality is like you try to encourage them and they tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't encourage them, why they can just stay stuck their whole life. And you know what, when I started coaching guys or working with guys a few years ago through store ministries, there was a period of time where it was, it was crazy to me. It was just almost every person that I talked to, if not every person would say this phrase, and I haven't heard it a lot since, to be honest, but the mentality is still there. And so these people, they would say, well, I felt like I went five days without porn or masturbating, so I deserved a reward. Hmm. Or I went, you know, a month, so I deserved to feel good. And they would say this word like, I deserved this. And it got me thinking like, man, what is this mentality that I deserve this? It's this mentality of, of like, oh, woe is me, like poor is me, like I did, I went through these hard things and so I deserve a sexual release or I deserve um, a reward of some sort. And so I got thinking, what do we actually deserve in life? What is it biblically, if the Bible is true, like what do we deserve? Well, it says that the wages of sin are death. And so I think that every human out there, we deserve hell. And so if we have this mentality of, man, like, I deserve a reward or I deserve whatever, that's actually a a very incorrect thinking. And it leads to this victim mentality where because things are hard in your life or because there's pressures that you're feeling, now you deserve a reward or you deserve to act however you want. And, And so a victim mentality is this feeling that I deserve to act however I want because of how I'm treated or because of circumstances or because of pain in my life or because my spouse isn't treating me well. Um, and, and so when we then move into sin, when we move into pornography or, or masturbation or um, having an affair, we go, well, it's not my fault because I was mistreated mm-hmm. or there, there are people that are against me or you know, God has never provided for me in the way that I want. He's never given me a spouse. He's never given me that, that job that I want or he hasn't taken depression from me. And so therefore I'm justified to act out in pornography. And so a victim mentality is really this mentality that keeps you stuck and keeps you blaming other things. And it stops you from taking responsibility and from taking initiative. And I think it's a direct contrast to what scripture says, because in scripture, it says that we're more than a conqueror. Mm -hmm. And so what does it mean to be more than a conqueror? Well, it means that Jesus has already conquered. He's like, he's won the fight for us. It's this uphill battle. If you picture like you're climbing a mountain, like you're trying to conquer the mountain. Well, Jesus has already done that. And so now he says that, I love Brad, and you talked about where you're seated. You use that word at the, at the start. And Jesus says, you're seated in heavenly places. Like you don't have to win the battle. You need to understand what it is to live as more than a conqueror. And so he says that we'll be transformed by renewing the way that we think. And so the victim mentality is a mindset. It's a, it's, a, it's a way that we think that keeps us stuck, that blames other things. But God says no matter what you go through or how people treat you or what disappointments or pain you have in your life, you're more than a conqueror. And so how can you have this mentality of being more than a conqueror over every single situation in your life so that you don't justify having sin stick around? Yeah, if you point your fingers at other things in your life, external things or whatever else, maybe choices you made or things that were done to you or um, whatever that is, right? You will never really take ownership for anything you do in life. And part of having kind of freedom, not kind of, but having freedom means that you do take ownership for the choices that you've made. 
And that doesn't mean that bad stuff hasn't happened to you. It doesn't mean that, yeah, maybe you've encountered something in life that was difficult to move past. But if you place the label of victim upon yourself, it's never something that you are going to move forward in because it's of someone else's fault. And then at the same time, if you're a victim, you require other people to pull you out of the pit instead of you receiving from God and you taking that step and he pulling you out of the, out of the pit. You know, it really is a bad mentality. You don't go anywhere. I know there's one guy who he's struggling with anxiety and that's a label he's really take, taken upon himself. And, you know, anxiety, if you have anxiety, you got to understand, you know, it's part of your life, but what do you do about it? And, and so on and so forth. But if you just say, well, I have anxiety, so I'm going to keep looking at porn. <laughs> you know, what happens then is you never will take ownership for your own life. You will never take responsibility for the choices that you make. So then you will always be a slave to your circumstance. You will always be, you know, everything's conditional based on what's happening in your life. And you can't expect your life to suddenly have a nice, you know, um, period of time where nothing bad's going on in your life. Like if you expect that, man, like you, you don't really understand Murphy's law, right? I mean, sometimes we just encounter just stuff, right? And, you know, if you have that mindset, you're going to be waiting a long time and you're never going to move. You got to be the first mover. And the reason why, you know, God is is calling us to, to surrender to him is because, yeah, we have to submit to him. I think, Matt, you mentioned this. Submit to God first and then resist, right? Um, in another podcast, you mentioned that. So we have to submit to God and understand we're not a victim. We are more than a conqueror. And because of that, there's choices we make. There's choices that we need to make and we need to own, you know, the choices that we have made in the past or maybe that we made in the present you know we have to do that and part of that is yeah i i i own this and because i own that now i can move past it you'll never if you you will never move forward if you if you're always stuck in this mindset it's someone else's fault it's the weather's fault it's my boss's fault it's my wife's fault it's my husband's fault if you have that mindset man you're yeah you're not going to get really any freedom And so one common thing that people say in terms of pornography is they say porn is the symptom of a deeper issue, of a deeper pain issue. And so what that mentality says is, well, because of pain in your life, of course you have porn. and Or because of pain in your life, of course you sin. And the justification for sin is your pain. And so, yes, there is pain or emotional lack or trauma or whatever that leads to us acting out in certain ways. But there's a deeper root issue than that. And the deeper root issue that we like to focus on and that we like to get people established in is understanding who you are in Christ and having the attitude of Christ be the way that you think and the way that you see the world. And so there are there are genuinely, obviously, tough situations. Like Braden said, there's always going to be hard situations. Like part of the human experience is that we're going to go through things. And so people suffer sexual abuse. I know people that are listening to this. I'm sure some of you have suffered from sexual abuse, whether you're an adult or you were a child more commonly. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been divorce where divorce isn't your fault or there's been a spouse, your spouse has cheated on you. And, and, and that's not been your choice. Like, sure, maybe there's marital trouble and there's been you know, resentment and things not dealt with, but it's never someone's fault if their spouse goes and cheats. It's the, it's the person who makes that decision. is their responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so there are hard things that happen, but just because we're a victim to something in a circumstance doesn't mean that we need to p- take on that victim mentality in the way that we think. And so going on this this idea of what do we deserve, I mean, I want to go a little bit deeper because it really helps us frame a proper understanding and I want you guys to hear my heart that I'm encouraging you to think right and 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 having this mentality will lead to so much freedom in your life and so I'm not trying to neglect 
the reality that that obviously there's pain. I mean, every person has pain in life, and some to more degrees than others. But but when we really truly understand what we deserve, that we deserve hell, it really makes it come alive. Where Scripture says to be thankful in every circumstance, and if you're rooted in Christ, you're you're overflowing with gratitude, because when you realize that you don't deserve anything good, that you that you deserve hell then every good thing in your life, you're not entitled to that. It's a gift. Every single good thing, how could you not be thankful for it if you realize you don't deserve anything good, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so it leads to this mentality of, of like, of course I'm going to be thankful in every circumstance. Man, I mean, I have breath. Like, I don't even deserve that. And so every good thing you're then thankful for and every bad thing, every single terrible thing, and, I, and hear me, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this without sympathy when you've gone through hard things, but but hear my, my heart in helping you have this different mentality and frame it differently. Every single bad thing in your life is not as bad as what you deserve. Mm. Like if your spouse cheats on you or when there's been abuse or when there's been, when, when someone's stolen money from you and you've been a, a victim of fraud, I mean, it's not hell, yeah. right? And, and I, so again, like I hesitate to say that because I don't want you to think that I'm judging you and there's no sympathy. Obviously, I'm so sorry if there's been hard things, but I don't want you to be, to be a victim to that. I want you to be more than a conqueror, to be seated in heavenly places in the way that you think. And so to realize that, man, I deserve hell and every single terrible thing that happens to me in life is not as bad as what I actually deserve. Then you're like, huh, all right, I can see this differently. I'm not a victim to it now. And so... Jesus went through terrible things. I mean, he was he went through so many terrible things. And yet he never sinned. He never justified moving into sin because he wasn't treated well or because he didn't have a, an outlet for sexual release because he had to be single his whole life or because people wanted to kill him or because he tried to, you know, send a message out there and and people just shot back and didn't want to hear his hear, hear his voice and they tried to shut him up and mm-hmm. And so many situations in life where he got tempted in every single way and he just continually had to rely on God's strength to, to on his Father's strength or the strength of the Holy Spirit to, to resist the temptation, to be, to be more than a conqueror. And so to realize that, man, like I don't experience anything that's as bad as what I actually deserve. It really gives us this different mentality where we're like, okay, now, if there's hardship in my life, it's an opportunity for me to overcome and to learn how to think like Christ and to learn how to be more than a conqueror so that it it, it sets you on this motion of freedom and this path of freedom where you're, you're less about yourself, you're less about your own pain, and you're more about growth and realizing like, man, how can I grow in this situation? Because Jesus, ha- Jesus lived the abundant life. He has, he has life and abundant life for us, but he went through tremendous hardships and so part of having abundant life in Christ is going through hardships and realizing that his grace is sufficient for us and so then we put on his mindset and we put on the Lord Jesus Christ as it says in scripture and learn how to live in that way so that we can have abundant life no matter what happens to us and don't you want to live there I mean that's an amazing place to live sounds way better what a better mindset hey I mean you have that joy you have a peace that just uh, it goes beyond all your circumstances, right? And you just view life differently if you have that mindset. I mean, you understand that bad things happen, but you're able to think through it and see it in a different light versus it becoming crushing to you, right? If you have a victim mindset, 
I mean, we've seen this with a porn addiction. I mean, our brains are rewired in a certain way, and we get that on a physiological level. But if you couple that with a defeated mindset, a victim mindset, you know, it really pairs well. I mean, not 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 at our benefit, but well in the sense that it's really destructive um, in our brains. Because what happens with a porn addiction is we're not able to enjoy pleasure and joy and, and, and all these different things in life anymore because we need to go to our drug. Our drug is where we get the release of, of feeling good and we're not able to see the, the the good things around us. We're not able to identify those things and have a better mindset and joy. So, you know, when you have the victim mindset, it really goes against what God's trying to do in your life. But not only that, it, it doesn't help you in any way. I know that sometimes we don't want to take responsibility for our actions. So that's why we do that. And I get that. I mean, I've been there too, right? But it doesn't help you. It really doesn't. I mean, I've, I've known people in my life that they will point fingers at others. They will point fingers at their circumstance. And you know what? It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you talk to these people, they are expecting bad things in their life. That's all they're looking for. They can't see the good. They can't see the, the gifts that are given to them, the joy that God has for them because they're expecting bad. And they will have that mindset. So the same thing, if we go into a thing like where we're trying to get free from porn, I don't know, when I feel bad, it's difficult situation because you're, you, you know, you're so focused on that thing, that thing that doesn't make you feel good. It's really hard to move past that. And if that's your reality 24-7, you're a victim, like that's a really hard thing to break from. So we bring this up because this is important for you. If you have that victim mindset, I mean, take gauge of your life right now. Take stock of your life. You know, is this the way that you're viewing your world, viewing your life, viewing God, viewing others through the lens of I'm a victim? Just ask yourself that question. Am I doing that? And sometimes we need others to help us through this. And that's where we would recommend you having accountability and other people in your life that can journey with you. But, you know, ask that question. Uh, Am I having a victim mindset in everything in my life? And if your answer is yes to that, then I would say that you do have a choice in this. You do. Even though it's a difficult um, process of changing the way we think, you're not alone in that. That's God. And what Matt was talking about, you know who gives you that different mindset? It's God. You know, as you follow Jesus and as you understand who you are and understand the right frame of thinking, the mindset that he's given you, you're going to start seeing life differently. So we would say lean into that. And you can't do it on your own. You need God's help and you need others' help too in this. Um, but don't be alone. Don't be isolated if you have that victim mindset because it's really hard to break free from if you've been carrying that forward for a good chunk of your life. It really is. Yeah, and I really believe that all of us to some degree have have these thoughts at some point. And so some people, it's like their whole identity is wrapped up in victimhood where nothing's their fault. They don't apologize for anything. They blame other people for everything. I mean, that's a that's a horrible place to be. <laughs> and and I mean, if that's you, if people say that that's... If, if that's you, you probably don't know it. Um, but if other people continually are saying that to you, I mean, it, it, or if you're just thinking like, man, why am I stuck? And if you take stock of your thoughts, like Braden's saying, like to gauge or look at a gauge in your life, like, how do I look at my life if you're always blaming other people? I mean, seriously consider that and be humble enough to realize that. Because when I started seeing it in other people, I started like, oh, it was it was so gross to me. But then I realized like, oh, there are areas of my life where I where I feel like I'm a victim to certain things. And so I've started really trying to be more aware of that. And I don't think that it's necessarily like the primary thought in my life, but there are definitely times where I start feeling sorry for myself or subconsciously or even consciously blame things. But when I do that, I always 
try to be like, oh, wait, that's a victim mentality. That's a victim mindset. How can I conquer that mindset and that way of thinking? And so I try to be aware. And so I think that all of us to some degree have that because, I mean, even Adam and Eve, the first humans ever, that was their first response. They blame other people, right? And so it's kind of in the human nature and in our condition when we think of our fleshly nature, but it's the opposite to being spirit-led. And so we want to be spirit-led in this. And so some of the things that people say um, when to, to give evidence to the victim mentality is kind of like what Braden was saying, like, oh, why do all the bad things happen to me, right? Or everything bad happens to me or um, nothing good ever happens to me. I mean, those are kind of common phrases that people say or they say, like, you don't understand how hard my life is or you don't understand what I've been through. Or that person, they just have it easy, but I have a hard life. Like, oh man, I mean, you, you look at other people's positives and their strengths and you compare it to your weaknesses and you go, it's because of my weakness that I can't prosper or that I'm stuck in this addiction. Or it's because I grew up in a home that where I wasn't nurtured or wasn't loved. And so because of that, now I'm on this path. I mean, from a worldly standpoint, that might be true. But Christ doesn't let you live in that mentality because he says, no, no, you're saved now. You're more than a conqueror. I'm trying to teach you how to live in that way. And so when we stay stuck in this pattern of blaming other things, it's just so damaging. Some husbands will say, well, the only reason why I watch pornography is because my wife doesn't give me what I need. And there are two things that that stick out to me when I hear husbands say that. And, And I don't hear that all the time, but I do hear it sometimes. And so number one, you're saying you're a victim to how your spouse treats you, which that's putting a lot of responsibility on the person you married to be absolutely perfect mm, right. because they're not Lord in your life. Jesus is Lord. I, I hope he's Lord. If he's not Lord, I suggest you make him Lord because it's the best way to live. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is supposed to be Lord. He's supposed to be a, the authority in your life. And so wherever we put blame, that's where we put our authority. So is your wife's or, or husband's weakness the authority in your life? That's what you're saying if, if you blame your spouse for your porn use. The second mentality that's so damaging with that is the only w- way that you can say that is to say that you have sexual needs. And we've, had, we've said this in a couple other podcasts, especially talking about the lies that we believe podcast. And you can listen to that one for more. But saying that it's your spouse's fault for not giving you what you need sexually, or maybe they're emotionally distant, or they don't love you in the way that you that matches up with your love languages. Well, now you're saying that because you have sexual needs, supposedly, and they're not satisfying that, that you're like, Oh, I'm victim to my needs. Like I've got needs. How else am I going to get a release? I have to go to porn. But you don't have sexual needs. We're not victim to our needs. And that's the, that's the problem when people say, I have, a, I have sexual needs. It means that you're a victim to that. And so if you're not getting that from your spouse, then you have to go, go elsewhere. We have sexual urges, absolutely true. But we're called to control our urges. But a need, you can't live without. I mean, something like air, water, food, shelter, love even. Like those are needs. You have to have those in your life or you'll die. But nobody ever, it doesn't say on any obituary, man, this guy died because his sexual needs weren't satisfied for six months, right? You will never die if you don't get off sexually. And so it's not a need. So that's another subtle way that people have this victim mentality saying like, oh, I've got sexual needs in my life. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I have to go to porn. Man, I love what you said there. There is something I picked up on there. I've never thought of it this way, but you're, if you have a victim mentality, you're a victim to other people's weaknesses. 
Man, that's powerful stuff. I, I mean, that's really profound. I'm just thinking about it right now because really, yeah, I mean, a lot of what the bad that happens in our life typically is because sometimes people make choices to hurt us, right? And if that's the case, and if you have a victim mindset, then it's, it's contingent on other people's weaknesses, right? And everybody has weakness. I do. I mean, I absolutely do. So if that's the case, then I'm going to be a victim to other people's poor decisions. I'm going to be a victim to, you know, bad stuff in life happening. And man, that's so true. And, you know, I think too, one thing that we can look out for as well is who's your community around you? I find that a lot of the times people that have a victim mindset, they've surrounded themselves with other people that have a victim mindset too. And then they share kind of their role decks of their bad week with each other. You know, hey, how bad was your week? Oh yeah, well, you know what? I was even worse than you. And they try to outdo each other with how bad their life is. It's toxic. It really is. I mean, if you, and we're not talking about a mind out over matter kind of thing where you need to only have excessively positive people around you, but you know, people that have joy. If you have people that have no contentedness and no joy in your life, they're going to suck that from you, really. So if you have a victim mindset, you know, start by looking at what's my community around me? You know, there's some people in their life that we can't move away from for sure, depending on, you know, if it maybe, maybe that's parents or, you know, um, a spouse or whatever. But you know what? There are people in their lives that we can choose to be around as well, too. And I don't mean to say, hey, you get rid of everybody in your life, but take stock of your life for sure. Because if there's excessively negative victim kind of mindset people around you, that isn't going to help you. It really isn't because you're going to play into that too. Really what happens too is it becomes kind of a comfort thing for us, right? We find comfort in that. Well, if everything bad's happening all the time, then I don't have to move beyond that. This is where I can live and I don't have to expect anything from my life. I don't have to move out of this. I, I don't have to take any responsibility for my own life. And you kind of play this this victim mindset of having a pity party, you know, you like that pity party, you like living there, you like describing how bad your life is and you do with other people and you find kind of a level of comfort there. And I'm just going to want to tell you right now, that comfort isn't really comfort for you. It's just what it really is, is it's masking over your pain and it's stopping you from having to make a choice. It's the absence of choice in your life because having a joyful mindset is choosing to have the mind of Christ that he gives you. And that means that you receive from him you accept what he said about you, you accept who he is, and then you live out of that. But if you don't accept that, if you don't want to receive that, then you can stay where you are. And it's not a good place to be. I think it's not an abundant life. That's for sure. It doesn't sound like it when I'm talking about it right now. If you're just bogged down in that, that pity party that where you just have that mindset of, of always expecting bad. I don't think that's a good life really. And so we would encourage you take stock of your life and see where, you know, who's in your life, your community around you. And, you know, I think it's always great, you know, advice to, if you want to become a better person in the sense of kind of mindset and all these other things, you surround yourself with people that have that mindset to learn from them. God is our center in this, but he's called us to community. And I think it's important to have people that we can look to, that we can encourage by and have an example of some of these things and learn from others, right? So, if you only have excessively, excessively negative people around you, toxic mindset people around you, victim mentality people around you, I would say to you, you need to make some decisions to move past that. And I would encourage you with that for sure. That is such a good point about the community. Man, yeah, that's such a crucial thing. That's so important to have good people in your life. And, and even just to seek people out, like you, even if it's somebody that you don't necessarily know right now, but you're like, oh, maybe I should hang around that person or I should get mentorship from that person or 
something like it's just so crucial it's it's that idea of your input becomes your output so mm. do you hear negativity all the time well you're probably going to be negative or do you hear people taking responsibility all the time well you're probably going to take responsibility for things then so yeah i love that point about community i want to share a couple things just to wrap up too that have really helped me along with Braden's crucial point about community and one of those things is what's your goal for your character like, do you think about the kind of person that you want to be? Because if if you just blame situations or people, then your goal is always going to be, I want a perfect life. And you're never going to have a perfect life. And so you're never going to get there. And so then you're never going to be happy. And you're never going to impact people. And you're never going to be satisfied because you're always going to be blaming people or situations. And so What's your character goal? Not what's your goal for your situations in life, but what kind of person do you want to be? Just to give an example, for me personally, one thing I always think about is the term rock solid. Like I want to be rock solid. Another way to say it is I want to be unshakable. And so I think about this literally all the time, like constantly every day where something happens and and I feel like I got shaken a little bit by a situation or somebody's words or something. And I go, man, I want to be rock solid. I don't want to have that make me waver or um, think about going to sin or a woe is me attitude at all. And so when it does, I go, oh man, how can I get better? And so I always think about this, uh, the, the parable that, that Jesus gave of, of the two houses where the wise man builds his house on the, on the rock. And it says, and when the rains come and the floods come and the wind beats against the house, that house stays, stays standing, it stays solid. But the, the, the foolish man builds his house on the sand and when the rains come and the floods come and the wind beats against the house, see, it's the same situation. If you look at the two parts of the parable, it's the same situation. The same weather patterns are coming and hitting both houses. But one falls apart because he's built on the sand. And so I think about that for my own life. I go, man, like, I don't want to just be a, a, a house built on sand on a sunny day where I look good and I'm, I'm like appearing like I'm doing well. But the moment something happens in my life that's negative, I fall apart. I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to be a rock solid where if someone offends me, I just let it go. Or if there's a hard situation in life, I don't go to sin. I go to how can I grow in the situation, Lord? How can I be spirit led? How do you want me to respond? When in Jeremiah 17 is the other one that I really think about all the time, along with the house built on a rock, is where it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. In a season of drought, he'll never cease bearing fruit. When he feels the heat in life, his leaves will be green. He'll still be emotionally healthy, even when there's there's heat in life. He'll always be bearing fruit. He's going to be rock solid. He's not going to just go towards sin and, and, and justify because of the situations in his life. And so I think for you, what, what's your character goal? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be in face of temptation, in the face of trials, in the face of of uh, uh, of circumstances that are less than ideal? And so that's, along with community, I think that's a huge thing for you to ponder and you to think about, like, what kind of person do I want to be? And the last thing that I want to say is, is Braddon got me thinking about this with what he was saying before, was just look for things in your life that are awesome. Because what he was saying was, he says, when you have this negative mindset, there's going to be amazing things that you miss, that you just don't see. And so when scripture talks about thankfulness, like, look for things that you can be thankful for. Look for things that people do that you can go, man, that was a tiny thing. It took you like 10 seconds to say something nice, but you didn't have to say that. Thanks for saying that. That really meant a lot to me. Or somebody, you know, does your dishes or helps you around the house. It's your spouse or your kids or even a friend that comes over. Just dwell on that for a little moment. Just don't say thank you just to be polite and let the moment pass. 
dwell on that. Like, man, that was really kind of them that they did that for me. And instead of having this mentality of I'm entitled to that, or yeah, they should help me. Like, think about what they've put me through. Like, they should help me. Like, oh, of course. Well, they're my spouse. I mean, that's their their role. Like, they have to help me. No, just be thankful. Like, be so thankful for everything that's in your life that's that's good. When hard things come, be thankful that it's not actually what you deserve and that you have opportunity to be a light to that person who mistreated you, no matter how horribly they mistreated you. I mean, you have opportunity to grow and to experience the love of God so powerfully and to show his love to that person. And so having this mentality of like, I'm just going to learn how to say thanks and how to have that be something that I feel in my heart, no matter what the situation is. When you live in that way, when you've got community around you that's pouring into you, that's encouraging, that's like they take responsibility, they're positive, um, and they don't blame shift and, and blame other people or situations. When you have this goal of like, I want to be this rock solid person, this person who's all about love, this person who's all about giving, like whatever your goal is for you, think about that in your character. When you have this mentality of gratitude and thankfulness, I mean, it's so hard for the victim mentality to take root because you're doing everything that counters that. And Paul in the Bible, he said like, man, I got this thorn in my flesh, like take it from me. And the Lord, what he said was, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. And grace, of course, it covers our sin and it covers our weakness, but it empowers us to live this life that we couldn't otherwise live without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so to be spirit led and to continually be be asking the Lord for what his mentality is in, in situations and how you can live that out and asking for his grace and his strength, is going to help you so much in breaking free from a victim mentality, no matter how much it, it is present in your life. And so it won't lead you to pornography, to masturbation, to um, other forms of sin in your life. And instead, you're going to live free, you're going to live content, you're going to live impacting people. And it's just so amazing to live in this way. So thanks for hanging out with us this week. If you like the episode, share the episode. You can put it on social media. You can text it to some friends, let your pastor know about the episode or about the podcast in general. Um, There's show notes on the website. And if you leave a review, that would help us a lot, whether it's stars or even a comment. You can leave that on whatever app you're on. So thanks again for listening and being part of our tribe. Let's have a great week. We'll chat next time. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.